King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map Ball is life and that's a fact And a ball is life, about that exact King and Yates, they bridging the gap From the US to Dubai, put pins on the map there's a time to score and a time to assist Ain't no YN team, let the winning commence From generation to generation, game don't stop The new and old school got the game on lock It's all legendary, it's all necessary We all been all-stars before February And after that, King and Gates, after racks But really trying to get some wins, not just padding stats Two basketball lovers through happenstance Built a bond that led to greatness that advanced Yes, sir. Bridging the Gap, BTG Nation. What's up? What's good? What it do? As Coach King say, what up, though? Um, young OG is here. Ryan Yates with the OG, Triple OG. JK, Jupac, you know. What's the what's the other one? The Jules the Jeweler. That one. That one's hard. That one's hard right there. You gotta, we gotta, we gotta lean into that one a little bit. That, that was tough. Jupac, wild, but Jules the jeweler. Come on, man. That's heavy. You used to have a a rope chain back in the day. I know you had something. I know you had something, man. Come on. Man. What, what was what was your jewels of choice? Of it choice. Wasn't even about that. No, there's no way they could call you jewels, and you ain't had. Uh, you had at least a pinky ring or something. It was something else. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, something else. <laughs> hey, man. Ain't no telling. What's up, guys, man? Episode 17. 17 episodes of season two. You know, I think we are like 43 all together. So, you know, let's let's <clears throat> let's get some love there. Fire! Cause man, y'all have no idea how hard. I know, that's why I love it. I had I should have turned it up a little louder, but y'all have no idea how tough this journey has been. Man, regardless of the podcast style, because this is just like creative, cool, but just us being here across the world, running this business, dealing with what we're dealing with, you know, and every day wake up and be like, how the hell are we still pulling it off? <laughs> Two people basically doing the amount of work 10 people would be doing. Yeah. I don't, like, I'm a zombie right now. Yeah, no exaggeration. No exaggeration. Mm -hmm. But tell them where you just came from. Oh, I just came from a performance uh, at a Dubai uh, English-speaking college um, looking at um, a performance by one of our uh, hoop star players. <clears throat> she's actually, she's actually the co-star of the play. Yeah. And um, it was um, a play on you know, old school rock and roll. So, you know, of course, I knew a lot of those songs. Whatever. It was like some Grease vibes? Yeah, something similar to that. Um, but it was it was legit. It was yeah. the best one I'd seen so far. Yeah. I've been I've been to 40, 50 of them. Yeah. Before. That's what's so dope, right? Like, we're trying to grow basketball as a community, right? not just an activity. There's a clear difference in that. And Coach is great at this. Um he goes and we go see the show because all of our kids typically, you know, we the numbers people don't really understand, but it's only it's a small, small percentage of people that play basketball at a high level. That's college, even high level high school, it's a small percentage. But everybody can enjoy it, right? And there's a little intangible things that people get from playing basketball, being a part of a team that make it fun. 
right? And supporting each other off the court is part of that. So Coach and I spend a lot of time doing things off the court, whether that's going to plays, talking to our young ladies about whatever it is they want to talk about or our young guys. I just spent last week, uh, two days ago, talking to one of our hoop stars about her skin uh, care regimen. <laughs> one of the dads who plays with us was like, like, how in the world? I don't know if you're being sarcastic or you're serious. And I was like, no, we got range. Yeah, he <laughs> we, he and I did discuss it later. He just had no idea how in-depth we get with our players. You know, and I'm sure you picked it up a long time ago. You can't truly get to know your team if you don't get to know each individual player. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And for all of you new listeners for BTG Nation, um, Coach King and I are here in Dubai, the UAE, and we have our own basketball uh, brand company culture that we're building called Hoop Mountain Dubai. You can find us on Instagram at Hoop Mountain DXB, Hoop Mountain AE. Um, the podcast is basically us telling the journey, going through it, talking about you know things that pop up and how that goes. It's so dope because while we were talking to the young lady, I was telling her I was like, look. I was asking, you know, we always ask about school, right? We always talk to them about school and because they always give us excuses to why they have to study and miss stuff or whatever else. So I asked her, I said, so what is it that you want to do? She said, like business management. And you know, the number one thing about basketball that we're trying to teach our kids right now outside of effort is communication. Because those two things that can, you don't even have to be the most skilled player on the court, but you can affect the game immensely by being a great communicator and always giving effort. Yep. And so, you know, this is somebody we talked to a lot about talking. And she was like, if you, I was like, if you can't be a leader of a basketball team, how are you going to lead a business? She's like, no, there's no correlation, coach. I was like, you have no idea. So I asked her, how do you think me and Coach King can deal with you, then deal with a five-year-old, and then deal with another 15-year-old boy who's from like UK or something? And all of you are crazy. <laughs> all of them all of us because we're used to the locker room dynamics of basketball we could my one of my teammates one of my best teammates crazy crazy vertical right was on ESPN for dunking with somebody he used to come to the game in cowboy boots Wranglers cowboy boots a stained he might have came just from the farm <laughs> right and you know I got another guy that's from the trap in, in Richmond and we in the locker room and he might want to listen to some hardcore country. <laughs> and then we like, nah, Wayne and Hove getting the list. Like right. you got to balance all of that, man. And that's now. So where do we go with that? Right? Like that's part of the the, the building going forward. Well, th things, are, things will get a lot better and um, we'll be able to do some of the things we planned before, you know, before COVID and we will, we get a change. Um, a lot of perceptions some of our kids have of each other and things like that, and of themselves. Mm -hmm. they're, they're about to see that um, it's a whole nother level to basketball. It's not just on the court. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I owe the U16, as they call it. Our U16 boys got a little taste of it. Yeah. It's like, it's so it's levels to basketball, right? There are people who play basketball, then there are basketball players, and there's hoopers. It's different. Yeah. It's, it's just different. It's like it's a it's a feeling that's different. Like, man, it's like being dropped in the middle of the jungle, and somebody say, "Find your way home," and you got to deal with all the predators. Yeah, they, de <laughs> they definitely found out 
what a predator looks like. <laughs> Listen, yeah. if you got it, you either going to be a, a guppy <laughs> or you're going to be a shark. And if you come from out of our academy or if you coming from out of, out of our tutelage, you're going to be a shark one way or another, or you just going to go to a different school of fish. <laughs> That's real. Um, but we'll expound upon that more going forward. But um, anything you want to check in on before we get into our NBA check-ins and all the other stuff, anything that you've seen around the, the area in the, in the UAE? Because, you know, we have some stories that sometimes we can't yeah, tell. Yeah, let's talk about that traffic the other day. Oh, man, it felt like we was in L.A. I know, I, you know, on Mondays when we're going to the practice in Silicon Oasis, you know, I'm normally the second person there because you're the lead coach there, and I'm normally coming from, like, some meetings or something like that. But I would definitely have been there 40 minutes earlier the other day. But there was a truck on fire, engulfed in flames, and people kept moving. I was like, ain't nobody going to stop? Like, nobody's, nobody really slowed down, nothing. I mean, there's black smoke everywhere. And I'm like, yo, somebody, we should be stopped. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't even know if I should drive by it because it, it could easily, like, just just blow up but you know all people did was just slow down a little bit traffic you know of course was congested because it was rush hour and then people were going around it so of course you got merged lanes yeah instead of it being four lanes five lanes whatever now it's only two lanes but it was crazy and that, that was at like four o'clock four thirty yeah now when training is over about seven we, we left about seven thirty about seven thirty yeah Traffic and you were going the opposite direction, maybe. Right. Yep. And we were going, and now we're going into the maybe we we're coming in southbound. Now we're leaving northbound, and we're leaving where the actual accident was. Yep. And we were there. We were stuck. It was still there for an hour. We were stuck in there, and when we right. finally listen, OG sent me the picture, and I didn't see it till after training because I was going through, and I was like, "Damn, that's some thick smoke," and I, I thought it was coming from a factory. <laughs> No. I was like, it's real thick clouds. Like, I sent it to Jamila, and I was like, yo, you see what she said? What was going on? And when we drove past the car, it the whole car was on fire, for real. Like, it was all ashes almost. It was burnt up from the top to the bottom. Yeah, but why was it still there? Man. That's my point. Like, man. it should have been gone, man. Yeah, that shit gives was... me vibes of Argentina, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Jamila, like, the driving here is insane. And she was, you know, I've been telling her that from the beginning. At first, she used to try to tell me, no, you just don't know how to drive here. I'm like, no, these people are crazy, like crazy. And we had a talk with a parent, and we were talking about how we can't believe some of the things that go on on the road. Like, and I was telling her the reason why I'm so surprised and, like, shocked is because the infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, the, the roads are great. Like, the roads are way better than the roads we got at home. Sure. <laughs> Any type of little dent or a speed bump or whatever that's in there or um a, sink, a, a hole is cleared up yeah. quick. Yeah. This, the way, the roads are so good here that my old truck might last another 10 years over here. For sure. <laughs> For sure. For sure. It's just highway miles. That's it. Highway miles. But the but the, but the folks. Yeah. They driving like it's still the desert out here. This, no lie. Let me say this. To anybody listening that drives every day in Dubai, if you miss your exit, <laughs> if you miss your exit and you're like three kilometers past that exit, you can't back up. 
in the middle of in, traffic. In the middle of traffic, you can't go in reverse those three kilometers to get back on the edge. You can't do that. And they expect you to move. Yeah. And they expect you to move. Like, they look back at you like, why are you not moving? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? Just because <laughs> you put your hazards on don't mean you're straight. No. So just go around like everybody else, make a U-turn or make a, a large circle or whatever and come back and just be safe. You can't back up three kilometers. Or the, or the, or the guy or girl or whatever, him, her, their, them, whatever, that... The exit is right here, and they're right here, and they're four lanes away. And then, yeah, they, and they try to come all the way over full speed at one time. Yeah, yeah. The exit is right here. You right here. You try to go all, and you could have made that transition about six hundred meters back. Come on, man. All the people who flick the lights. We, I got a couple of tickets out here in Dubai. You ain't about to flash your lights at me to make me speed and get another one of them six hundred, seven hundred Durham tickets. Listen, I'm in the fast lane. I'm going fast. I'm going fast enough. <laughs> I'll admit, if if you're in the far left lane, which we call that the hammer lane back home, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? That's the one you can go fast in. But if you're not in that lane and you're in the far right, mm -hmm. you should not be right up on somebody's bumper. Man. You need to get all the way to the far left. And if you are with, behind somebody on the far left and they're going the speed limit, yeah. Then that's yeah. what it is or, what it is. Or if, if it's 120 and you can go 20 kilometers over and I'm going 135. Yeah. It's, it's, come it's on, cuz. Yeah, it's a wrap. Just let it just ride. Right. Because as soon as I go 142, that thing flashing and I got a ticket coming. Yeah. And they send me a text. Yeah. So, But, you know, that's the interesting part. You guys ask us how it is living in Dubai. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's just little, little things that, you know, might... Pluck your nerves, but it's all gravy. Um, NBA. Now, in, in politics and economics right now, inflation is a big story. Yep. Gas prices are astronomical. They got the little clip going around where, where Trump said, I told you guys, if you had Biden in office, gas would be about $9. <laughs> Whatever that is. Well, gas is going up everywhere, right? Money, you know, the value of money is changing. Um, they say in order to compete to be considered rich, you need to have twenty eight million, right? And so they equate that they equate that to uh, back in the day what uh, one million when it was I forgot what time maybe like the seventies eighty where one million was the target and that's where you made it to be rich at. They said they made the calculations based on inflation to bring that one million and what it would be today in today's value is twenty eight million. That's why. A lot of the sports contracts, and I got this from the master investor. So let me see if I can find. That's why a lot of the sports contracts, the highest paid players, are going between that twenty-four and thirty-two million dollar mark because that's where, that based on inflation, that's where you're in, in that safe zone to where it's like, all right, my paper is is going to make me paper. Man, I don't I don't ride with all that stuff because man, twenty-eight million. Where are you living? Yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, one man. No, I'm hey. Hey, cause I got twenty eight million. Listen, I'm straight. That's what they said. That's what they said. Like that's the twenty eight million now. It's like that one million back in the day to where it's like, all right, you generationally that's, rich. That's they. That's they. <laughs> <laughs> you put yeah. twenty eight million right there on that table. Everything changes. You'll be talking to an empty seat. 
For sure. I'm out. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Everybody be working for me. I ain't doing nothing hard labor. But I say that to say the NBA right now, these numbers is is looking like the inflation in the economy. I've every every day, I think probably like three weeks ago when um when Ja went off for his 40 piece, 50 piece, it seemed like every day since then. Tatum was going off, Trey was going off, Braun went off twice. KD just put on a show because uh, Seth wasn't playing. He said he had to make up for it. Kyrie put on a show. Um, you got Trey Young just put on a show. Josh Hart just put up a 40 piece. Um, Gary Trent just put up something. And I'm like, damn. And then last night to top it, Cap Carl Anthony Towns put up 60 and 17. Against who? I didn't even check to see who he was playing against. You got it. You got it up for us see, on we, ESPN. We need to see if it's official. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. He, but he had thirty-two in the third quarter. See, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I give him some love. That's George Gervin type stuff. Right? Yeah, at his size too. Um, last night they had the Spurs. Mm. Yeah, they had the Spurs. So you know, it was at least played tight. They were yeah. playing hard on them. At the very at least, least they were playing a team playing the right way. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. That's a that's a legit 60. And then we got uh but yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. The numbers are just so crazy. I mean, scoring 30 plus in any game is tough. Whether you do it one time or consecutively, because I think people start to realize it if they start to play. You gotta be in shape for that shit. Right, right. Because basketball, sure. you're going down and back, down and back, playing both ends of the court. You got to still keep your rhythm and going. So putting up 60, that's tough. Putting up 45, that's tough. But but why? How? What the hell is going on in the league? Mm. Some of those, some of those off nights, you know. What, you know when you when you just don't feel like playing that night. It's um, you know, it's really no back to backs now. But you know, it's like. You know, you got two games in, in three days. Yeah. And, um, you know, you got a guaranteed bag. You know, so sometimes you just, you know, you might just take off. Do you think it's part of that, um, to that competitiveness issue because you got that bag and everybody ain't competing? Of course. And, and, and all the two, now that middle of the pack ain't that strong. So even a guy who, that's like Josh Hart. Josh Hart went off for 45. Right. Right. And he's a he's a formidable player. He would even be able to make a roster in any era because of his effort, one, his he, size, his size his IQ. IQ. And he, he plays on both ends of the court. Yep. But if that middle of the pack, if there were more like him, because he's a standout right now. Right. Because of just those things. But if more were like the 80s, 90s, when that middle of the pack was more competitive, more aggressive... I, I, I can when when you say Josh Hart, I immediately think of somebody like say Rajah Bell. Yeah, but Ra, but we'll get Rajah Bell out of there. But, but, but come on, man. he was Let's, tough, and he was. I'm just, I'm just saying, Jer, Josh Hart ain't getting ain't getting fifty back in the day. Not yeah, That's, yeah, not doing that. But what I'm saying is, I I mentioned Rajah Bell because he was smart, coach's son. You know what I'm saying? Plays hard, good size. He he knew enough to stay in the league. Yeah, and a, a tough part of the league too. Yeah, you talking about T Mac, Vince, Kobe. Oh yeah, he had the he had the you had to you had to find a way to make it work. Yeah, but he had some bad nights. But what's going to be polarizing is because most people don't pay attention to this, and you know, social media makes it feel makes people feel like they know so much. But I turned it on for the for the light, 
I turn it on periodically. The AC on. And then why is that light so bright in my face? <laughs> this is episode 40 something. He asked about the light again. You see on TV. Ask everybody who watched how they feel when they see you on TV, I don't man. I really care. Hey, man. It's all, it's all good for the show. Come on, man. But listen, what now you look at it, right? And we talk about playoffs is coming in about three weeks, three and a half weeks. And most people won't see that. You know, a lot of people putting up those numbers now. Watch how the game itself completely changes during the playoffs. We ain't seen those numbers. Well, depends who's playing. Like a couple teams might slip in that shouldn't be in the in the playoffs, and somebody has smacked them up to get those numbers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What are you thinking? And it could be it could be anybody on the bottom. I mean, the Lakers for sure. Yeah, we, we you suck. know somebody can drop fifty on them. Quickly. We suck. You know, they ain't sending no double teams. Hey, King, I got a notification last night. We played the Raptors. They said it's 19 to 2. Listen, that was a score. Oh, that was our game. That's nah, a, I know, a, I know, I know. game right there. Yeah, it was 19 to 2. End of the quarter was like 30 to 4. I was like, <laughs> the Raptors, though. I mean, but I expected them to get smacked by Raptors. I, I looked at well, who Brown was still playing, it man. It don't matter. That's what the problem is. It don't matter. Mm-mm. Like, listen. Those those days where he can be LeBron and just do his thing. Them day he's thirty seven. He ain't and and them young boys don't give a damn. Yeah, they don't. The, that but I saw him popping off on on them, and I was like, man, that looked like us in the open gym when we playing with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it was like y'all just play real basketball. Like that's what is different, man. Uh, simple stuff, man. Just, um, see, I saw one of those clips. Simple. He's boxing out. He's got a gorilla down. I forgot who it was at that time. P- Pascal. And then two two cats on his team sitting there looking at the ball hit the floor. Yeah. And then somebody from the other, somebody from the just came in, scooped it up. Scored. He's like, "Come on, man." Yeah. I I also and we're not gonna talk no more about the Lakers after this. But I've been watching Russ's effort the last couple of games. It's terrible. Body language, everything is terrible. Right. It's, it's bad, bad. But before we get off them, real quick. You think if you notice that, you don't think their coaching staff noticed I that? I know for sure. So, but you brought it up too, though, so how it, the management wouldn't let the coaching right. staff make that adjustment. So if they're not going to let Vogel bench him, yeah. then yeah. Laker Nation should be upset at them. Listen, we need to blow it up. I, you know, I said we need to blow it up. Because if they bench him, go back three or four games, they win those games. For sure. You for sure. But look, funny thing, right? So that this uh this show just came out. Let me find the name of it. Man, it's based on Magic Johnson. I think it's called like Showtime or something. It's an HBO series, right? Oh, I got yeah, somebody sent me that. Yeah, so I watched the first episode of it, right? As they say it's based on a true story. Yo, listen, the way the Lakers started, first of all, the Lakers saved the NBA. Jerry Buss saved the NBA. Yeah. Right, because he turned it into entertainment and made it, and then he put the the, the battery and magic's back to to keep pushing it. Right, but the way Jerry West, Norm Nixon, and and uh, the captain were portrayed in there, that that shit is hilarious. I could Norm Nixon was the biggest hater I'd ever seen over Magic. So was Jerry West. He was wilding out. I mean, Jerry was looking insane, and. The OG captain was looking like the meanest man in the world. And at first I was like, yo, there's no way. Oh, yeah. But then I remember he he clocked cuz in the face <laughs> first first quarter, first 30 seconds of the game. Right. We hit him in his chin. So I was like, he is from the Brooklyn side. We don't really know 
uh, Luau Cinder, yeah, like the Kareem. Suicide. Yeah. Knock your ass out. He had to do that. Or he was going to kill somebody. So that's interesting to see. But it's, the playoffs, all that's going to change. And we're going to see um, when everything about what people don't practice when it comes to training and what people don't emphasize when you come to training, it comes back into play in playoffs. Those small things, catching the ball with two hands, you know what I'm saying? Making sure you're always on balance, making sure that you're seeing man and ball, man, making sure. Man, man, let me say this. Yeah. I'm talking to, I'm not going to say any names, but I'm talking to a kid. I'm taking him home the other night. And we're talking about passing. He said he's, you know, because he's with us part-time with somebody else part-time. Mm. He said they've been working on one-handed passes. And I just told him, I said, look, man, I wasn't taught to worry about a one-handed pass until I got to college. And it was a certain one, it was a certain play that you would make that one-handed pass. I said, based on where you are right now, skill level, you should not be doing a one-handed pass. No, uh, there's very few players period. in high school yeah. that should be making a one-handed pass. Yeah, period. Like, period. Like period. that's just period. That's and we all know who those guys are. Those are guys that are natural ball handlers. Yeah, big hand. You know, they got a feel for the game. The guy like Lamelo for the yes. most recent guy that got something like him. Yes, but but when it comes to the playoffs times, March Madness, right? The wins and the losses are about the little things. Yep, and it's always the first two things, top two things: defense and rebounding. Whoever can string together the most consecutive stops. And whoever can secure the ball, right, either getting second chance points and then making sure the other team doesn't get second chance points, those are the two. Least amount of turnovers. And the least amount of turnovers, right? And the way you get and you make sure that you don't turn the ball over, don't pass it if you don't see the numbers. Okay. If he is passing the ball, meet the pass. Yeah. Grab it with two hands and then be strong with it because the defense is going to be all over you because it's all or nothing. Yeah. They ain't got nothing to do with behind the back move. Yeah. You can't make all them tricks when you got somebody on you. You gotta be, you gotta just be strong. Yeah, and these young kids gotta realize that you missing those layups in practice. <sighs> you gotta have them in the game, man. So when you miss one, you know we always tell everybody to have you know selective amnesia. But you gotta be upset when you miss a layup for sure. And you don't get too many opportunities to get a layup for like sure. That. That's that's why Kevin Durant is so great because he's efficient. Right? Because he treats every rep, everything. Everybody always says it, that KD is the one person that whoever's ever seen him train, he trains like it's game speed. Like everything is game speed, no matter what it is. And it's evident because everything looks easy. Anything that's open for him anywhere, tray ball or inside, he's cashing it in. Because you don't know when you get that opportunity. Right? And like... Just to give a little insight, we were down 24-0 <laughs> in our championship game, right? And, you know, scared or whatever. It's the first time these kids ever played basketball, right? All all crazy. But we had to throw them in the jungle. Coach calls timeout, regroups, puts in a little wrinkle, you know, to keep them alive. And we scored nine straight points. The next four possessions, we have two steals, fast break layups. We miss it. Next two more possessions, we break their zone down, we get a layup, we miss it. 
And then we get an offensive rebound and we miss that on a separate occasion. That's four layups that we missed after being down 24-0 and we could have been tied uh, in the game 24-17. Yep. Bad passes, right? Not practicing hard. So when it's time to make those layups under pressure, mm-hmm. can't do it. But that's what happens on a pro level. Yep. That's what happens in college. Cause we're going to see Harden choke again. <laughs> it's going to happen, right? It's a couple guys that's going to be like, come on, give him a chance, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait. But there's a couple guys that's going to be like, all right, here they go again. It's the same thing. And it's because when you get to that crunch time, the lights are bright because we played outside and they turned the lights on when the sun went down. <laughs> and was, you know how it is. It was a real live atmosphere then. Yeah. We had a different. guy on the mic with an MC. Yeah, talking, talking his talk. So, now what happens? And so when we watch these games, these 60 pieces going around, when it's time for playoffs and March Madness, we're going to see what's really going down. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what's really going down. Um, speaking of playoffs, right, we got to get into the Wizards. The Wizards just had their first game since 2019. Not the Wizards, I'm sorry, I'm tripping. It's up there. But the Warriors. Okay. There's no need to talk about the Wizards. Okay, I was going to say, I'm bad. saying you was – you were speaking on their behalf in the beginning of the season, right? No, it was funny because I because I knew people was listening to the Wizards fans, and I was like, "Yo, they looking good." <laughs> They're getting out of there, but um, the Warriors they just had Draymond Green come back, and now it was the first time since 2019 that Green, Clay, and Curry were all on the court together. You know, that's beautiful. Yeah, we need, we need to see that. That's good for basketball. Yep. Um, and this is coming off a game where the night prior, Clay had 38 flamethrower. That is, you know, scary to see. And then um, what's the name? Curry had 47 this past game. And so going into the playoffs, now with what seems to be a healthy Draymond, um, supposedly James Wiseman is supposed to be playing in the G League or something, but he's starting to look like a bust. I don't know what's going on. People aren't saying much about his situation, but we don't see him at all. Nobody's saying anything. I don't know. He must be injured or something. Like he has something that's constantly reoccurring because he's a monster. We gotta call the 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 resident uh, warrior fan and and see. No, nah, we do. Not, yeah, TJ, not we need to holler at you we, because we got- um. Since since Wiggins went back to being Wiggy baby, you ain't hit me up since. Hey, and we've been saying the playoffs is coming in. <clears throat> everything is really good before everything before February, before All Star break. It's cool. It's cool. You playing great, my boy. <laughs> We're getting closer and closer to that time, though. You know, it's a little bit different now, kiddo. Um, but how how do you see the Warriors faring in the second half and going to the playoffs? Draymond back. Draymond back. Oof, it could be, it could be a tough one. It'll be a definitely a game seven series um, against them and the uh, Suns. Yeah, but no, they're no small question. though. You don't think that's gonna bother them? Because the I think the Warriors. I didn't look at the matchups right now, but I'm thinking. I, I know Ja and Memphis is confident if they see the Warriors. Oh, for sure. They beat them already, and Ja feels like he's the best player in the league right now, and that young buck is scary, especially with the wings he got around him. But I feel like they're small. I don't know if Looney, because now in the now in the West you got Aiden and and McGee with the Suns, and then you got Joker of course, and then you got um, Joker and Boogie, and then in um, in Memphis you got Jaron Jackson and you got Stephen Adams and just just the just the bigs 
just being able because now people are actually playing in their strengths instead of copycatting with the with the Warriors. Like you worry about that a little bit though? Um in terms of the size, yeah, they're they're small, you know, in the post, but their overall length on the court is pretty good. It's that, not the same though. Yeah. I don't know. And I and I look at them and I think a lot of teams look at them as soft. I mean, you could think that, but you know, I mean, why not? Because you gotta think, it's not the Warriors of old. I know. You I know, know what I'm saying? And that's the one thing because I was listening to I lost a small clip of Fred Van Vee to where um, he was talking on Draymond's podcast. You know, they beat the yeah. Warriors. And he was telling them, he said, the one thing a lot of us, especially us in Toronto that year, with Clay would have been tough, right? But even going into that series, we no, we didn't look at y'all the same because y'all didn't have the same Warriors culture y'all had. Y'all had a lot of players who were adding on <clears throat> but didn't know. And so we knew we could look at them at some weak points, right? And I think... Now with a lot of these young guys, because your boy was on here going crazy about a lot of these young cats playing well, but none of them battle tested. Right. But and and I don't know if they'll be able but, to respond the same. But that's the point with Memphis. Don't Jaw's Jaw, right? Yeah. But the mother dudes, now there's expectations on those guys. And so I don't know if they're up for the challenge yet. You know, I Memphis is a bad matchup for Golden State. Yeah. But those young guys still gotta make their bones, you know. It can't be just it can't be just a one man show with Ja mm-hmm. because he can't he's good I mean he has the potential to be great but he can't keep that up for seven games yeah he can't so I'm just I'm just saying when you think about the experience factor Golden State has the edge you know what yeah I mean? and and Draymond's coming back you know and that 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 means a lot because he settles them down well even even if it's not Memphis all of those teams. Outside of Utah, I ain't worried about Utah because of Rudy. <laughs> even even though Jordan Clarkson just put up 45. <laughs> we didn't right? him. Right? But all of those top three, they got bigs and they dominate the boards. And then you look at um, Phoenix and they got big guards. And then they're that size yeah, and that what, length. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like looking at looking at Golden State. I'm like, hmm. I'm that's looking what, at it like that. That's they, what I'm saying. Golden State and Phoenix are, you know, are the premier matchup in the yeah. West. Because, you know, even though we know Chris Paul, you know, is going to dictate how the game goes, mm-hmm. you know, they still got to defend. And, you know, chasing Steph off all those screens on, man, shit, that yeah. wears everybody down. Yeah, and they, but, and without Chris, they've been playing really well still. Really well. And Chris is going to find his way. He's going to be fine when he gets back. Hopefully he gets to play the whole playoffs with no injury. But if I'm the rest of the league, I don't like the fact that I'm looking and Cam Johnson is getting time to find his rhythm. And Michael Bridges' confidence is just growing. Well, And and Cameron Payne is just finding his way and growing. Jay Crowder is finding his touch. And well, all of them are battle-tested and just going under the radar. And they get, and JaVale McGee's playing well, great. Well, they got smacked a little bit at first. And then they, then they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got their bearings together. But this just fit. Listen, they don't have Chris Paul. Yeah, no, well, well, they don't have a chance. Well, Chris Paul is for sure coming back, okay. but I'm saying coming back into that, to where all of them raise their level of play, and whenever CP3 on the court, everybody's level of play rises even more, right. and so now they have even more confidence. And you know, they just had a big win in Miami at Miami. Right, they yeah, smacked yeah. us. That's big. That's big. It's big. Big, and with the, on the road too. And I'm like. Everybody talking about what, what you know, this team, that team going to do. 
Not saying much about book. Book still holding it down after being in the safety protocol well, for a week. It's going to be interesting. The Phoenix, Phoenix Suns are kind of in a space right now where they're just the usual suspects to be good. They got a they got a really good coach. They <laughs> they got they got book. They got Chris Paul and all the young boys. I mean, everybody just expects them to be good. This is surprising to say that though, right? When yeah. you think about it, like, whew, it's surprising. But it was a long time after KJ and Barkley and. Thunder Dan, Thunder Dan. Listen, this it's a whole different space for sure. It's gonna be interesting. I don't. How do you see the playoffs faring? Like, um, I think the playoff tournament again, the play-in tournament again, is going to be dramatic, fun, entertaining. <laughs> I definitely think so. Um, I'm jumping ship now. Um, my Lakers are done. They're done for sure. They can't even make the play-in. We done. I only think we need. I, we done. It's a wrap. It's that they're that low. It's bad. Who are they? Who are they fighting with for that? No, we. I mean, we. We. They're. They're going to be in the play in. I don't. I don't think it's going to turn who, out well. Who would they match up with if they're the last team in? Maybe the Pelicans or something like that. Well, nine or ten. Not. It's something like that. Or. See, or I don't um, even. I don't even know how the play in works. Me either. But I don't. I don't. We ain't looking good. That's all I'm gonna say. And it ain't gonna happen. And if we do make it, then we getting swept. AD comes back, it's a chance. AD ain't coming. He should shut. It, he should shut it down. And I don't like what AD said what? about the fact that the only reason the Suns won was because it's growing injury. Well, shit, we ain't played more than sixty games with you in the last five years, man. I don't want to hear about your injury. What coulda, woulda, shoulda. He didn't say you that. ain't. Yeah, dog. And then you know, you know what Dev the book said. Yeah. If 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 was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. <laughs> Man, I like that dude. <laughs> That's why Los was wearing the full uh, Suns jersey. <laughs> Damn, I love that. That's why. That's why Los was in the gym in the LA Fitness with a full, full deep book. <laughs> but you know you can't wear that if Gilly and them in there, man. Like, <laughs> man, I love it. I, I love that they all get together though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's good bump. Yeah. All right, going into the next phase, KG, that man. You know, hold on, let's get it. Had his jersey put to the rafters in Boston in the TD Garden. You know, Ray Allen was in, in attendance. Paul Pierce. Shout out to you, KG. But I just want to know, like, how long can they just milk this one championship run? I mean, they won one ring. But they went the finals at what two times or three times? Twice. Twice. Was it twice? Yeah, I think it was twice. It was, it was twice because we 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 came. They beat the Lakers the first time. Well, all right, what year was that? Oh man, what year was that? Um, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe. All right, yeah, we ain't that far away from that, so they got a they got a chance. To no, it's oh eight. <clears throat> they can still celebrate those people, you know. Those players and you know show some love and and build up. All right, and, and it was 08. It was 08, right? Yeah. And then in two thousand nine, so that's 08. They beat the Lakers. Then in 09, the Lakers go back and beat the uh, Magic, that Dwight Howard squad. And then we go back in twenty ten and we beat them again. I'm just saying, <clears throat> what what is it? What is it? What is it? What y'all won one ring? 
Yes, but how long are we going to milk that one ring and just act like that 08 Celtics team was the greatest team in the world, dog? <laughs> they, like, they were the greatest for that year. Man, for that year, but y'all was all right. Y'all slight, man. Let's kill it. Y'all did y'all thing. Y'all got Paul Pierce there after he, you know what I'm saying? He was dying in Boston <laughs> carrying that joint. Y'all got together. But y'all got one ring, you know, one more than a lot of places. But, yeah, relax. Relax. And I, I think that just adds to the to my argument about why Kobe should be, you know, respected. And Jay Will just Jay Jason Williams, White Chocolate, just said Kobe might not even be top five Laker of all time. There's a lot of hate in there, a lot of little wild stuff. Or maybe he might have just been joking. I don't know. But Jay Will from West Virginia? White, from Sacramento. White, white, you know, oh, he's just joking. He got to be because he's 9-2 and two against Sacramento in the playoffs. He just, you know, you know. Yeah, so I'm just saying, you know, that's interesting. But congrats to you, man. Um, you know, we Let's talk about that because I've discussed this with people, you know, um, about who the top five Lakers are. And um, it is tight, but you can't put. I know some people squeeze Wilt in there, but he's not a. Um, yeah. But he's not a real Laker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, Shaq, Jerry West, Magic, Kareem, Kobe. And then that's it. You know. And when then, it was the F, uh, you know, thing ends there. Well, the reason why Will, I, Elgin. Yeah, yeah, I I think I think it's different for Kobe because. He wins that three-peat, right? He does it with Shaq, right? And he carries that organization for the next, by himself, for the next decade or so plus, and then stays long enough to take them to three straight championships again and then win two out of those three going to a back-to-back without a Magic, right? Without any of those legendary Lakers next to him. And he three or four different coaches. Like you're talking about a Laker great organization, great, and to carry an organization on his back. Yeah, when, with that he, case, when they went back to win it, though, he did have some. He had some really good role players and Phil. But, and, but and they weren't playing. They weren't playing against the mobs. But I give him credit for leading them back to win it. Yeah. Because that's tough. Yeah, I, and again, that's that's three straight though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The first one we lose to the Celtics. You know the all time great Celtics one ring. Mm-hmm. Then we get that Dwight Howard, Rashad Lewis, and you know that Aaron Dwight. That's when everybody was calling Dwight Super uh, Superman. Yeah, was, and Dwight was having his time there. You know, his big time player. He was doing well. But yeah, it was, they were, but it was just it was four out, one in, and yeah, there was no big. I mean, league. they shouldn't have won. That's when Braun kind of said, ah, I let you down, Bean. I should have made sure we got there. That should have been the Lakers versus Cavaliers thing, right? But still, we beat a great big day, and then we give back and beat the big three. And again, like— you Beating talk- the big three, the so-called big three, yeah, which to me really wasn't a real big three because— I mean, they, who were we to say? Uh, yeah, we could yeah. say, you know, they was older and um, let's just say— they were really good. Yeah. I mean, really they had Rondo. You know, you know, they had a lot of young. You know, like, I don't even like when they say the Miami Heat had a big three. Because Chris, I mean, uh, Chris Bosh to me wasn't, you know, big three. Resume-wise. Not at not that time. He all-star. He was multi-time, like yeah, I mean, five, six-time all-star and averaging 25 and 10. I mean, we've seen a lot, a lot of times before on bad teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. You know what I mean? You know but, what I mean? But right? on paper, because you know that's what it is on paper, it's a bad, 
Yeah, I know, but yeah. So, gotta... but but you know, to stay all that though, like Kobe goes back, carries that organization through that time. That's why even when Magic's Magic said it out of his mouth, right? And I think Magic doesn't. Magic said that when he was alive. He didn't say that after. Kobe was passed and none of that stuff. And he said it for a reason. Like, you just laid a foundation and then carried it into a next era without what typically in L.A. is a two-star town, right. sometimes three. Like, that's tough to do with the media, with everything yeah, he was going yeah. for. And, and how this goes. Like, that's, that's why I was like, it's not really a comparison Well, when you're just talking about Lakers and, like, what you served to that organization in that time and you brought them five championships yeah, through that yeah, time. The only the only way I can see somebody not having Kobe as top five is that's just bias. Yeah. Because you got say you got, you know, you know, someone else is your favorite Lake or whatever, but he's top five for sure. That's for sure. Question. Yeah. And then we have well, I told people we were gonna talk about what all time greats are for us. And we'll do that eventually, maybe on like the last episode out of something so where we can sit and talk about it. But I want to be clear, when we start talking about top five or top ten or the best basketball players or ever, we're talking about basketball in totality. Like really fine-tuned like a surgeon would when it's time to make you know, brain surgery. Like talking about what makes you a complete offensive player. Like did you master offense? Your footwork, your off the dribble, like everything or dissect all of that. Because everybody, when it comes to the top 10, 15, 20, all of them got numbers to support. Yeah. I'm, let me say All of them got numbers to support. Kobe. And I don't want to hear people's arguments saying, Kobe was with the Lakers for 20 years. That's not a reason why he's a top great. Because he could, Kobe could have left and went to yeah. Atlanta. He could have gone to, you know, Dallas, whatever. Kobe's still going to be great. That's yeah, just, for so sure. So let's not say that. That's just, it just happened to be a situation where they finally did what they were supposed to to keep him there. You know, because I get all this stuff about MJ. MJ is my favorite player. But, MJ was with the, the Bulls because it just happened to be that way. MJ anywhere is going to be great. No question. So that's just... No just, question. And so we'll we'll talk about it later, but all it's, it's all going to be basketball yeah. stuff. All this loyalty to, to, the, to the organization crap, that's BS, man. Man, what? Let me see. I got something. I got something on the docket next, but let me see if I can get uh, somebody on the phone first. <laughs> Oh Lord! Hello, hello, hello. What what took you so long hello. to answer the phone, man? Okay, what's up? What's up? You know, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, we on national TV, international TV. You almost had me looking crazy. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. She, he's sounding all shy on the phone. Don't be shy, mom. What's up, mom? So BTG Nation. Hey, hey, I, yeah, I just called. <laughs> How you doing? I just called my mom. I'm good. I'm, I just called my mom, BTG Nation. Um, you know, first of all, if you look at any of our YouTube videos, she is consistent. She is always so in support, you know. But mom, we're about to start um, a segment where we talk about parents, right? Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about parents and we talk about, like, how parents can spoil experiences for kids early or or get in the way and um you know kind of steal the light and 
I wanted, I was, um, I told King this a little bit and I talked to Jamila about it before, but I wanted to share it while we were on the phone so you can, you know, get your side of the story. I always say that like, one, you ain't let me play basketball until I was like sixth, seventh grade. Cause you was like, I was acting, as you say, I was acting the ass and I had to make sure everything was solid. Always good in school, <laughs> but I, I was, you know, just getting away with everything. But when I finally started playing basketball, you know, remember I used to wear number 13. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I never wore that number again in life <laughs> because you used to you used to sit in the stands and every game you'd be screaming my number the whole time I was in the game. 13, do this. 13, do that. And so one day I was like, Ma, you either got to stop coming to the game or be quiet or I ain't playing basketball no more. That, that's because you, you were thinking too much on the court. Yeah, well, I, I could. You'll have wide, you'll have wide open shots and, and pass the ball. Like, really? Scared? But, scared, but listen, first of all, everything all right back there? What's the, what's that yeah. noise? Yo, this on my side. This couldn't be any better. That's perfect. Let everybody know what the jungle's like. Oh man, you, but, know, you know? Yeah, but but no, nah, tell them though, I like. Mean, you, I, I'm, Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. Tell them how. Um, I'm in DC. Yeah, we're in the city, <laughs> so y'all know how it is. But tell them how during that time, right? Because you eventually, because tell them like after that, I might have been like 13, 12, and then after that, at every basketball game, people didn't even know you were at the game because you were so quiet. You would talk to me about everything after the game, but at the games, you wouldn't be yelling and everything. But talk about how like that experience when a lot of our parents that were part of our Virginia Pride team, how they were crazy at games and how it looked and how it affected us as kids. Well, we, we, we like, I, I can say that we was one of the top teams in, in, in probably the area, but then the parents made us look like we was ghetto. <laughs> I mean, saying they, they wouldn't even let the kids play. They they yelled and instead of observing the game and learning the game, none of them did that, you know. So after we talked, I was like, I'm just going to the game and see, watching, you know, play. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I didn't have to say nothing no more because you went out and did what you needed to do, and I, I didn't want to bring attention to myself, you know, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Because everybody always thought when you played with Virginia Prize was, you know, they was a good team, but the parents were just ghetto. Mm-hmm. I separated myself from them, you know. Yeah. I, I went there to watch the game, you know, tell you about, tell you what you did wrong and what you should do and all this. And most of all, listen to your coaches. Number one. You know. Right? Number yeah, one. I, I trust the coaches. First of all, I trust them. But I was still was going, and if they was doing something that I didn't like, I would coach them not at the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the parents, they yelling at the coach, telling the coach, why you take my son out? Why you Because he's not doing his job. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it, we, it, 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 it's, it's like, parents, if you never play, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> as simple as that, right? And we talk about it I mean, fast. That's probably my thing. If you never, you never played, just go. Trust the coach going to take care of your kids. So, hey, I ain't had to say nothing there. Just let them do their job. Right. I'll be the parent and they be the coach. And now talk about, like, going into high school, 
right? Because now I'm here and now I'm playing for Coach King. And, and you know, <laughs> we used to sit back and listen to everything, you know, see everything in the stands. You know, people would be talking about me around you, not knowing you, my mom, <laughs> and all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear stuff about people talking about and Coach, like, Talk about how it was easier and and what you did. I think you can give some advice to parents here on how they can um, recognize when somebody knows what they're doing and when it's time for them to step back and let their coaches teach their kids, even when their kids are like, you know, having a hard time adjusting to it. Well, sometimes I, I would just give them the look, you know. <laughs> You're talking about my child, but I'm not going to let you know why you, or what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I still let, let the coaches do their job, you know. And for the parents that don't, that never played ball before, don't tell a coach what to do, you know, because the coach got the best interest for your child, and he's going to look out for him, and you're going to mess it up for your child. Your child going to get better, or your child going to be hard headed, uncoachable, and nobody going to want to be bothered with him. Hmm. Then it's gonna be your fault. You can't blame the coach for it. You have to blame the parent for it. So hmm. I, I just sit back and just observe. You know, look, look at the other parents talking about nothing. You know, they don't know how to do this. They don't know. But you, you learn. You, you just let them do what they want. Right. And if they go to the team and get cut, it's your fault. <laughs> it's not the parent fault. Right. Because you you throwing shade at the coach for no reason. Because your, your child's not doing what the coach says. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so I, I never um, was one of the ones. I always, you know, if he's looking out for the, the child, let the coach do his job. So my question is, Coach King crazy. So what about, what would, what did you see at Coach King to be like, all right, he know what he's doing. I just go ahead and let that rock. I always thought he was no nonsense. He ain't got time for the BS. You know, you either will do what I say or you you, you move on. And, and I trusted in that, you know. So I already knew you was hard-headed at one time. Look, I'm doing the best as a parent. Maybe a male figure being in your life, you'll see different where I'm coming from. So you, you, you was hard-headed, always wanted to do what Brian wanted to do. But I was like, you either going to listen to coach or you can be one of the ones, you six, seven, six, five, or whatever. You can be missed out mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff because you, you're hard headed. You didn't want to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I turned it over to coach. You know, I trusted in him that he's going to look out for him. Yeah. You yeah. know, he, he's going to make you uh, either a better person or he don't want to be bothered with you. Then I'm going to be mad. Right. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Go do some stuff that you wanted to do. I mean, you could have played ball earlier because, like you said, you was hard-headed. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You we ain't going to make this too much you, about me. If I, if I, tell <laughs> I like you, it. No, but I, I like it. If I tell you to go go left, you want to go right, you want to do what you want to do. Then the, the consequences is, you know, I take your phone from you, I take this from you. Then you realize, like, mom ain't playing. Right, right. You know. Right. It all, it all worked where, out. It all worked you, out, though. It all worked out. Yeah. yeah, it works off for the good, yeah. but, but you, you, something else. All right, we, it's not about me. We, we're trying to give advice to parents to get out the way so their kids can enjoy the game. No, no pro, the kids you coach need to hear this. The parents need to just let the coach do their job. Mm-hmm. Because if you want your kids to play and to get better, 
listen to what the coach do. The coach is not going to tell you nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to make the kid better or your kid going to be somewhere else and, and ain't going to be missed out. And you can see the confidence that other kids have been doing. Mm-hmm. Then you be like, I know I should have listened, should have yeah. listened to my parents. Right. True. True. Well, and sometimes parents, ain't, parents are not always right. Right. You right. Know? And I, I talk about that too sometimes to where I say, um, the one thing that, that is really, really admirable and always picked up from you was that you never try to figure out all the answers yourself. If you found somebody like Coach King, Coach King or Uncle Roe, that was like, they already know what they're talking about in that. I think you always say it, stay in your lane. <laughs> like, he's mm-hmm. like, all right, they know where we're going right there. Like, and it's not an ego shot as a parent. Like, it takes a village to to raise a kid, especially one like me, right? Or we're going to be hard-headed, strong-headed. So um, that's dope. But basketball... But, you, but first of all, you, you got to keep it real, too. You got to keep it real with the parents. Mm. If your child got potential, I'm going to work with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if your child don't want to listen and come home every day and listen to what you say in a game, then he will be bent. Yeah, yeah. Honest to God. Well... Give us, you know, my my mom liked to play the lottery. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just glad I'm just glad I'm not home to uh, show her how to use FanDuel because she would be all over that going crazy. <laughs> but um, I, I know you've been watching more college basketball than me. Give me your final four prediction for women's NCAA tournament and the uh, men's NCAA tournament. Who your final four for the uh, women, women's first? Uh, uh women. South Carolina, mm-hmm. Kentucky. Mm, I like that. I want to. Um, oh, I don't know. I might put Texas out there. They might be mm-hmm. doing something this year. And one more. And uh, NC State. Okay. Okay. For the women. All right. All right. For the men, who you got? Ah, uh, oh my! The men, the men. Uh, um, I put her on the spot. I ain't. Uh, t- I ain't tell her I was calling ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's for the men, let me see. I'll say Auburn. Okay. Gonzaga. I got a Gonzaga, Auburn. Uh, who else is out there? They're doing something. Mhm. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I say Baylor, but I don't know. They they got a lot of uh, injuries. Yeah. So. See, she know. Uh, yeah. But then Tech might do something, but I they won't be my last the final four. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going with Gonzaga to win the whole thing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We're gonna we're gonna lock in. You you think this the year Gonzaga finally get it? Yeah. Okay. I think they might win it. All right. All right. I ain't mad at you. That ain't bad. But, you know, I I think um, it was dope. You know, it's two seasons in, and we the first time I called you, um, I, I was kind of afraid of what stories you might throw out. But we, we good. I caught you at work. <laughs> I think the police sirens was yeah, enough. <laughs> the police sirens was enough. But, but um, you, you can always, you can edit that. 
No, we're going to keep it in. We got to keep it, keep it we real. Gotta, we got to keep that in. Because <laughs> sometimes people think we playing when we say it's a little bit different where we're from. Yeah, see, they, they see Dubai <laughs> as the city because it's big, yeah. big buildings. So they think it's the same as being in the States. Hell nah, nah. It's a different city. <laughs> different vibe, that's for sure. But I'm going to let you get back to it. Tell Jerry and then I say what's up. Um, thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you as always. Um, I'll let you know an episode okay. dropping so you can go ahead and tell everybody at work to lock in. You're a special guest, oh. you know. Um, okay. All right. Lo- love you, Ma. All right. Bye, Miss Hurt. Love you, too. Peace. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. That was Mom Dukes there, you know, giving it to her, giving it the realest she can give it, you know. How that <laughs> that bring back memories? I know you spent a lot of time talking to moms. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you know you you thought I spent a lot of time talking to you after games sometimes when you was trying to hurry up and get showered and yeah. get to the party. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, yeah, you got to hear this. You yeah, know what I'm saying, ice man. Yeah, we used to talk about you all the time. Yeah, no, that was real. But but that was a important conversation about like sometimes parents spoiling experiences. And my mom raised me in a way where I could tell her if it was like bothering me and I could be like, or I was just hard headed enough to be like, yo, ma, I can't do this. But for the kids that can't and like, you know, we're adults, we're supposed to be able to recognize this. Like talk about how, in your experience, how parents have spoiled opportunities, not just experience for kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, every, every coach has this, you know, story where, and I say this, you know, I say this, this is the same thing I tell every player. Your friends, family, and in particular your parents have your best interests at heart. But it's like what your mom said. If you've never played or coached, your what you have is their best interest may not be what's best for them at that moment. And, you know, it's a team sport. And, <clears throat> and your development is most important. And, you know... When people sometimes get so wrapped up in what their son or daughter is getting or not getting, it takes away from what they're supposed to be doing for the team. Mm-hmm. And you know from being with me, Coach Thomas, you know, Coach Roland, whatever, um, that there's a certain role and responsibility you have on a team. And and that particular role or responsibility may not be what your parents know about. You know, and, and right they shouldn't know actually because that's the whole point in the coach being a coach and you being a player. There's things that you and I know that the average average fan is not going to know. Yeah. And they're not supposed to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, they're supposed to just what your mom said, watch the game, learn, you know, and um and grow as a as a fan and a, and, a, and a, someone who loves the sport. And so, you know, there's been times where People have missed their blessings, missed out on their blessings by interfering too much in what their coach wants their kid to do. And we know some people, you know, real close to us, you know, that had a lot of opportunity just wasted because, you know, they would not just fit into what the team needed them to do Mm -hmm. and not realizing that. Every coach has a plan for your kid. Yes. Every and coach has a plan for your kid. When you we talked about this a few episodes back, outside influences. Yep. Right? So like I it's so much that comes with the game of basketball that we're teaching that we don't have time to explain to you at one like my uncle always says this, 
he's been around the game so long, he'll forget more basketball than some people will ever know. Yep, he definitely knows right. more than I know. Right. Sure. And then even even then, for you, you've forgotten more than this entire GCC will know just based off experience alone, right? And then take bring into the fact how much you study for the game. So we don't have time to explain to you exactly what we're doing because really everything that we're doing is methodical because we know how to build a team, yep. right? I know from experience what it feels like to be a part of a winning team and when we're moving in the right direction. And you know from experience how to put the pieces in order and make them work and what little things got to work together. Yeah. At the beginning, step by step, you're just looking at a surface value. We might be doing something just to throw it out there so they can be ready for it six months from now. Right. When it, when it counts. When it counts. Yeah. Right. And so we don't have time to do that. And so your personal biases may be separating your child from some development. And the thing about basketball is, is that, you know, I learned this lesson when I was a young buck too. Players come a dime a dozen. Yeah, right. Right? So you think one kid is not replaceable? Yeah. And especially with us to where we know not to tug and pull because we can't control that. All we can control is our intentions. Yep. And, you know, out of 199 parents is loving us. Yep. So if it's just one in one situation – We'll just bet with what we got because eventually we'll find somebody else that'll come in that'll listen. Yeah. Well, one one thing that was um, pretty ironic that your mom mentioned is that um, I was no nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just talking about in relation to you know me coaching you, and I, I, people knew how I felt. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not gonna hold back. I'm gonna tell you, and. <clears throat> If we have somebody now who doesn't like what we're doing, um, you know, I'm I'm an open book. You can come talk to me anytime, and we'll discuss it because I'm I'm learning every day too. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I've been around the game a long time doesn't mean I'm not learning. So it could be something that you bring to my attention. I say, oh, I didn't see it that way, and mm-hmm. then maybe I alter something. But one thing we do as a staff, we try to make sure the parents understand what we're doing for that particular game. Yep. You know, we talk about an instance this weekend. We made sure after the game, we talked to everybody in terms of what exactly happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and everybody was okay because it's about the development of their kids. Because, mm-hmm. you know, young kids, right now, you don't have any idea what you're going to be. Man. And then when it comes to basketball here, or even in a lot of places, people don't really understand the intricacy. So it's tough. Like, just just at the surface level, right? Sometimes parents don't understand that what you're doing on the sidelines, it not only affects your kid, but your team and the way your the team reacts to your child. Because if you go into that huddle, right, and all five, all 10, all 12 of those guys are being told one thing and they're all on board, and then you break the huddle and they go out and everybody is doing what the coach said except for that one kid because the parent is yelling at him to do opposite. Now that affects how his team is going to interact with him. Right. Now the team's not going to like him as much. They're going to be like, man, we don't like being around that person because they don't listen to their dad. And hey, the dad, you, we're trying to build community 
And so we want all of our parents to work together. And so when everybody's seeing that there's one person going this way while everybody's coming here, because all of our parents are crazy when it comes to their child. Because they love it. They love it. It's cool. But all of them, when when the emotions come back down, they remember the fact that I got the best two guys for the job. Right? And so they find comfort in that. And then they they come together and they cheer wildly together. But if they see one person steering away, because what we're doing now is trying to teach kids to play together and build things together. Because that's how teamwork works. But if you're not understanding that you also play a role in that, that's going to be tough for your child too. Yeah. Right. It'll come it'll come to a it'll come to the forefront somewhere down the line. For sure. There's Always no does. Question. No question. No question. So we you know we like to we like to talk with parents and help them because everything is new, just like it's new for us. A lot of times it's new for them. Um, you know, we are different in the way we approach everything. And so we gotta go through like a learning curve. And generally, it's always good spaces, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes, you know, it's different. But um, we work through it, you know. But before we head out, right, you know, um, just quickly, you know, Coach King was a part of a legendary college team. You know, it was cop and say, you know, right now is March of Madness, and we're going into the times where we said the last time history's made, um, dreams come true, you know, upsets all over the world. And Coach King was part of one of the biggest upsets in NCAA basketball history. It was a 15-2 and two seed, right? Yep. 15-2 and two seed. It was South Carolina? Yep. South Carolina versus Coppin State. Um, you know, in that team that Coach played for, they had a lot going on. You know, as if you guys know, <laughs> if you guys know basketball period, that's why we say we try to prepare people for so much. Like, when you're on a team – you know, those road trips, what goes on in the hotels, what goes on in the locker rooms, what goes on in the team dinners, what goes on in the breaks when you might go to a teammate's house, the parties. It's a crazy story that goes on, right? Even at the high school level and up. And Coach King's Coppin State team, they had some wild stuff going on. And they were also probably coached by one of the greatest, uh, most legendary coaches, in, in, you know, in Wolf. What's what's Fang, Fang Fang Mitchell Fang Mitchell you know Fang I almost Mitchell. said I almost said Wolf Wolfgang Puck <laughs> hey, Fang sick. Mitchell Fang Mitchell my bad OG um, and recently they just dropped um, a documentary on ESPN Plus called um, On and Coppin yeah. and I got the I got the trailer here for us to listen to um, we got it here and it's gonna be on ESPN Plus it's available everywhere for streaming. Um, let's see what we got. And I'm actually excited to see this. You know, make sure. Here we go. Welcome to Baltimore. I didn't know anybody that went to Coppin State. I didn't know where in Baltimore Coppin State was. He was a coach with no Division I coaching experience. Fang wanted to do it his way. He saw a place where he could create something out of nothing. I always say, if you could play with Fang Mitchell, you could pretty much do anything in life. You're going crazy out there! They were players from Philly and South Jersey who were unwanted and unappreciated. Everybody was here because somebody else didn't want it. So many of these kids just wanted to play. Together, they came to a tiny commuter school in West Baltimore and brought mayhem to the world of college basketball. You mentioned Coppin State College. People know exactly what you're talking about. They said, we're Coppin State. I looked up in the stands. I said, you'll know I've been in this game. Here's the story about how the Eagles got on and cop. That's 
dope. You got Snoop from the wire right know, there. Man. I seen your boy Mook in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like as soon as it came on, I heard the Baltimore accent. Yeah, oh, that's man. Snoop. That's that's copping, man. Yeah, that's love. Player and coach the my bad. But um, yeah. Like we're not gonna go too deep in it. I'll put some stuff up for you guys to see. But like, man, how did how did that feel just now hearing that? Hearing Fang. You know what I'm saying? See it's some of the it's clips. Like, it's like man going back in time. Like, yeah. You know, her Mook, Fang, uh-huh. Bill Booth, you know what I'm saying? Like those are my old heads, man. Yeah. You know, and just like shh. I mean, just this is, that was a great moment, man. Yeah. I'm thinking back to Pittsburgh right now, eighteen thousand people, man. Crazy. 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 Like, man, so next episode, um, you know, uh, inshallah, we're planning on having um, some of your OGs from that time, some of your coaches and players come in, talk to us about it. Uh, I'll spend this week putting some stuff up on on, on the BTG Instagram, sharing what that was like, um, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, I'll also, we'll also have another special guest, so we'll do some music talking next week too. So next week's episode is going to be popping, on and popping. We're going to have a couple guests on here. We get to talk through some things, um, and mainly the cop and state issue is going to be one of the biggest things that we get through. Um, and that's going to be fun. It is March Madness. It is March Madness. It's perfect, perfect timing. Time, yeah. Perfect timing. Um, there's nothing like it. I, I'm excited to hear. You know, I had some of your boys on live last week tell me how I should I got a couple um, stories that I need to ask you about, <laughs> you know. So we'll get into all that because we got some things that's left. But, you know, right now, um, I think we had a good space to, 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 to head out. Um, you guys know it's post-game wrap-up time. Before we get there, I just want to make sure I plug Who Mountain Dubai, Who Mountain DXB. Check us out, Who Mountain.ae online. Check in, tap in with us. Make sure if you're here, just start to grow. Um, you know, I, I called OG today and told him, I got to do a better job for us of being more visible because I'm starting to see too many clowns out here doing some things and trying to lead the next group. And while we know that everybody got their own philosophy for basketball, there's some things that are flat out wrong <laughs> and it's dangerous for our youth. So I'm going to be a little bit more visible out here in these UAE Dubai streets, you know, I'm a, <laughs> just so we can be, there's going to be some balance out here. But um, come check us out. I'm actually probably going to go live this week on Ahu Mountain Instagram. Some of the parents, I'm going to do a mental health check-in. You know, it's almost spring break time, so I know the kids driving them crazy. <laughs> so we're going to check in. But um, who Mountain Dubai, check in, lock, lock in with us. Post-game wrap-up, you guys know. We're leaving you with some in-game speech. What you got, OG? Um, something that your mom talked about, play your part. Mm. Um, you know, I've I've kind of touched on this once or twice before, but it's something that, that you pretty much need to, um, you know, bring up from time to time just because it's so important. And it's something I've been dealing with all week in terms of working with other people. And <clears throat> when I say play your part, when you are in charge of something, whether it be a team, corporation, um, small business or whatever, if there's something that you're not comfortable with, something that you're not knowledgeable about, then that's when you got to bring somebody in that is. But when you bring that person in, you got to give him or her their opportunity to do their job. If you're going to always interfere, then they're not going to be able to do their job. And if things don't go right, you can't place the blame on them. Hmm. You know, let the person come in, do their job, 
you know, what their expertise is in. And if it doesn't go right, then you can hold them accountable and move on to the next person. But play your part, man. Just play your part. Yeah. I got to play your part, man. But it don't get no better than that. Just three, just three words. I got two things that's been on my mind, right? And sometimes I save old quotes from people that I admire or old, like, you know, so now it's tweets. And um, one is from Nipsey, right? And it was like, less consumption, more investment. And that's not just monetarily. When we're in the time to where we talked about the internet technology last time, sometimes we consume a lot, but it's not something that is investing in us in a good way, right? right? So less Less consumption, more investment. We mean that spiritually, mentally, emotionally, everything. You know, let's start to be a little bit more of aware of what we're feeding our mind, what we're spending a majority of our time on, right? Because that kind of can help ease a lot of that anxiety and the other stuff that we got going on, trying to feel like you're keeping up with some things. And then uh, that next space is, it's about what you're going to do next, right? Sometimes something happens to you, um, you know, you the cards are dealt. It is what it is. It's about what you're going to do next. It's always about that. Basketball-wise, you made that turnover. You messed up on that play, made the wrong read. But what are you going to do next? Always moving forward. You know, no pressure. Less consumption, more investments. And it's about what you're going to do next. You know, shout out to Dom Kennedy. Why Why your post game got to be so long? Why it's got to be two things? It was, it was stuck right there because I was feeling like maybe I'll save it for next week, but I'm damn sure not going to remember. Let's keep it a buck. Where's your little notebook that you always keep? You know, you know we, was, we was on a run. We was on a run. We're trying to get some new sponsors and stuff. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Look, God bless. <laughs> As always, you know what it is with us. Keep it real. Keep it simple. And keep going. Brother to brother, they both got views that you need to discover. From sports, current events to just life talk. Whether you on a fast break or a nice walk, gotta tune in. You already know, G. This BTG Nation and you wanted the homies. Just tune in. You already know, G. BTG Nation, the other ones in the nosebleeds.